Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast that will teach you to take your Shopify store and turn it into an automated sales machine. It has the latest marketing, email, sales, and social media advice. And it also has strategies and tips from the experts without the fluff. Your host is Caroline Belinska. She's a Shopify education partner with the Shopify approved course, 1000 Sales and Beyond. And she's the founder of JustAskParker.com, the only small marketing task agency for Shopify owners. She has over 15 years experience in marketing, manufacturing, design, and e-commerce. In the podcast, she'll share her knowledge and interview the experts to help you in your journey to success. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Now, here's your host, Caroline Belinska. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Belinska. And today I want to talk about who your customer is. Now, this seems to be a question that I get asked a lot from a lot of people. Usually it comes in the form of people coming to me saying, I'm not getting any sales. And then I say to them, okay, well, who are you targeting? And they come back to me saying, I'm targeting women that are 18 to 65. Now I can guarantee that is not your audience. And if you have gone through any of my customer avatar training before, and you're at this point now where you think I've already done that, I want you to listen in because I'm going to give you some new strategies today. I've got one in particular that I heard recently from a client that I thought was a really good strategy to try yourself. So keep listening and I'm going to share that with you as well. Before we start, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Gorgeous, who my team use every day in our business, Just Ask Parker. Hey, it's Lucas Walker from Gorgeous. Thanks so much for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast. One way you can start winning with your Shopify store in 2020 is by offering a better customer experience. With more and more brands offering the same products, how do you differentiate? Well, a lot of times that comes down to how you work with your customers, even before they're customers. So it's not just post-sale trying to help them find their order number and a lot of the other automations that we've worked in the past couple of years to really help brands of all sizes give that awesome level of customer service, but it's before the sale as well. So with Gorgeous, you can actually interact with your ad comments, with your messenger inbox and live chat on your website to help with your conversational commerce strategy. So if you want to give your customers better service, if you want to start increasing your conversion rates through conversational commerce, just head over to gorgeous.com. Gorgeous help desk, we're the number one help desk for Shopify for e-commerce because we are built for e-commerce from the ground up. And if you mention the Winning with Shopify podcast by Ask Parker, you will get your second month free. So you get a free month, your customers get better service, and you get more sales. That sounds like a win-win-win for me. Just mention the Winning with Shopify podcast when you sign up. So the thing is, a lot of people are trying to set up e-commerce stores. They're sold a dream. You might be one of those people or you know other people like that. You see a Facebook group and in that group they say, just set up a store, put $5 of ads a day on Facebook and you're going to become a millionaire. A lot of these people, most of these people, actually probably all of these people are lying to you. It just doesn't work like that. I was actually in Israel for the last week and meeting with some entrepreneurs over there, people that have got really good successful e-commerce stores themselves, telling me that they keep on hearing people saying, oh yes, it's very easy to set up a business. And it really isn't as easy as what you're probably sold as the dream. 
it is easy compared to going out and getting a job and working in a job nine till five where you have to turn up to a job every day. Sure. It's easier than a lot of businesses out there. Sure. But there's also work to be done and you need to do it properly. And if you're currently not getting sales, then I can tell you, turn off all of your ads, stop doing everything and make sure that you do this one step first. 99% of people that come to us at Just Ask Parker are coming to me saying that they've either tried Facebook ads themselves or they've worked with a company. I can tell you right now, one of my clients took on a company. I've, I've got many stories. If you listen to my podcast, I've got many, many stories like this. But the most recent one is just in the last week, one of my clients has taken on a Facebook ad company And they paid this ad company to help them with their ads. And I sat down with them last week to understand why they're spending a lot of money with this Facebook ad company and they're not getting any sales yet. And what we came to the conclusion of is that this particular client had gone to them and said, this is my audience. And the ad company, the Facebook ad company, which is meant to be one of the bigger Um, I don't want to say who they are. That's not my business to say that, but it's a very big company in Australia who has supposedly won all these awards, gets all these great results for people. They did not even take into account what this client had said about who her audience is. Like nothing was taken into account. I've gone through the ads myself. I've looked over it. I've reviewed it for her. And I'm appalled, appalled that there's companies out there that are doing this. Now, this is not the first person. I've had another one that I've spoken about, two other ones on this podcast that I've spoken about who have had similar things happen to them where they've gone to ad companies, Facebook ad specialists who never cared about their audience at all. And it blows my mind. How can you run a Facebook ad if you don't know the audience? And they're just throwing in, I'll just do this interest and that's it. So if it's jewelry, I'll just do jewelry as an interest, not taking into account the location, not taking into account the age of the person, nothing else is taken into account except this one interest. And it just blows my mind. It upsets me. It stresses me out. I feel sorry for people. So I want you to understand the right way to do it. So I want to get into some ideas. Now, I'm going to run over everything here. If you go to justaskparker.com and have a look in the top menu, there's a section called free training. And the first one in the drop down is something called who is my ideal customer? And go and watch that video. The video goes for about 20 minutes. And I've said this a lot of times, so I feel like a little bit of a broken record. If you've heard me say this before, then you know what I'm talking about. But I'm so passionate that even the people that think that they've done some of this work haven't done it properly, haven't spent enough time on it. So if you're one of those people who have done it, even if you did it six months ago, I want you to go back and renew it now. Even if you just allow one hour of your time spend a little bit of time renewing because I can tell you in your first two years of business, you're not going to get it perfect straight away. You need to tweak this and work on it as you go. So listen on in whether you've done my training or not. If you've done someone else's training, I'm not trying to brag, but I can tell you right now, my training is the best, best, best customer avatar training you'll ever find. You'll never find better than this. I have looked at a lot of other people's trainings. I've spoken to a lot of people who have said that they've done customer avatar training to find out who their ideal customer is. And no one's ever, ever had training like this. So I'm not trying to brag. I just want to help you the best I can. The training is 100% free. I'm not charging for this. People ask me what's the one piece of training I would recommend out of everything that I offer. This is it. Customer avatar. Know who your ideal customer is. Because if you don't know who your customer is, nothing else matters. 
So go and download that training, go and watch it. I send you off to a spreadsheet that you can download as well. Fill it out. Like I said, it's 100% free. I just want you to understand this properly. I want you to come into the Facebook group as well and tell us what you think. So it's winning with Shopify is the Facebook group. Come into the Facebook group and ask me questions. I'm in there. Ask me exactly what you think. Ask me, you know, am I on the right track? If you work with us at Just Ask Parker, one of our tasks that we offer is that once you do it, we will go through the whole document for you and make sure that you haven't missed anything. So that is what we do for you in Just Ask Parker as well. That is a service, but you can work with us 100% free through the Facebook group or just downloading the training to understand better. Once you know this, it's going to help you get more sales and that's what I want for you. Okay, so here are one, two, three, four, five. I've written some notes down five different things that I think that are very important for doing your customer avatar training. One of them is not in the video training that I offer because it's a new one, like I said, a client told me recently, which I love. So let's go through them quickly. I want you to write some notes down. I want you to go in the actual show notes. There'll be a link to the training so you can go and do all this training. So some things I want you to think about is I want you to first go and check out your competitors. Once you find your competitors, and I've got some ideas of how to find them in a second, so I'll help you with that. Then you can go and check out, let's say Instagram, for instance, could be Twitter, could be Instagram. Where are your sorts of customers? So if you're going after men that are in their forties, probably Twitter is going to be better than Instagram and go and check out your competitors, Instagram or Twitter accounts and look at the comments they are getting. So let's say you sell a face cream and your competitor has face creams and let's say they put a picture of a face cream and they put a picture of a puppy dog. Who cares about the puppy dog? You're not selling puppy dogs, you're selling face cream. So just go to the images about face cream and look at the comments that are left. Then what I want you to do, and this sounds a little bit psychotic, but it's a really good strategy, is go and click on the comments, the people leaving the comments and check out who those people are. What other things are they liking? What are they posting? What are they interested in? Are they upscale people? Are they the type of people that are more natural and don't really like bright shining objects? So go and check out your competitors. Now, once you have taken a look at your competitors' accounts, the next thing you can do is check out Facebook Audience Insights. On Facebook Audience Insights, I go into a lot more details in the video training, so you can go and watch that to understand that a lot better. And what you want to do there is start to take a look at a particular area. So a niche, say for instance, like I just said, if you are selling face creams, then you can head over there, type in face creams and see what else shows up. You can find out what sort of TV shows these people watch. You can find out what other interests they have straight away from your Facebook audience insights. The next one I recommend is magazines. This is one that I've had a few of my clients say that has been quite difficult for them because they don't have a particular magazine for their niche. But let's say, for instance, you sell something and maybe there's not an actual magazine for your niche, or maybe that magazine doesn't have enough information. Find out something else that's relevant to that person. So let's say, for instance, the person that told me something recently was that they were looking into something to do with arts and crafts. Once you go to that magazine, once you actually go and take a look, there's usually a media kit available. If you cannot find the media kit, you can contact the magazine directly and ask for their media kit. If they're not able to provide one to you, then 
you can look at that particular niche's next type of niche they might like. So let's say, for instance, it was crafts and uh, knitting, things like that. Maybe there's another type of craft magazine that's slightly different, but those same people would look at. Or maybe it's a parenting magazine, maybe it's a health magazine. Where else do those people have interests as well to look at those magazines? So maybe it's not that exact magazine, but usually it does work. What can you find out from this? So at the moment I've got up on my screen, I have gone to the magazines, found the Women's Health magazine, gone to their media kit, and I can see some really interesting information here. I can see that Women's Health, they have 4.6 million Twitter followers. They have 8.3 million Facebook followers. They have 1.8 million Instagram followers. Now that straight away tells me by looking at that, that maybe Instagram is not the best platform because it's their lowest amount of social media subscribers. So I'd be more inclined in that case to look at their Facebook and even their Twitter because even their Twitter has a lot more than their Instagram. Why would that be? Probably because Women's Health Magazine followers are older than the people that usually are on Instagram. So that might be the reason why. But that would make me understand more that, hey, Twitter is actually a place where people with Women's Health magazine are on. Now, you might head over to Twitter and they might have no comments at all. They might have a lot of followers, but they might actually have no comments. But you might go to Instagram and see that they have less followers, but a lot more engagement. So that would be a little bit more relevant to me. I would not want to worry about Twitter if they don't have much engagement which one of the problems with Twitter is that there's a lot of known, very big celebrities that have huge amounts of followers and a lot of them on Twitter are bots. They're not real. So just take that into account. Look at the engagement rate. So this is where I would sit down and analyze, okay, they have 4.6 million followers on Twitter, 1.8 million on Instagram, but where's more engagement going on? That's the one I'm going to care more about. The next thing that I would do is just stalk your actual followers. So rather than your competitors' followers, go and stalk them on social media. Find out more about these people, like I said, like your competitors' followers. Do that with your own followers as well. Find out exactly who these people are, what they're interested in, who else they're following, things like that. Now, the other thing that I really love this idea, this is the one from a client of mine, which I thought was very interesting. What she actually did with her not huge amount of sales yet, but she actually went and looked up each of those people who had bought something from her and stalked them on Google Maps and gone and checked out their houses. And she sold a product around homeware. And I thought, what a brilliant idea. I hadn't thought of this one. So I thought this was really clever. And so she was able to go and check out the people's houses on Google Maps because she had their address because she'd sent them a parcel and find out more about where they lived. Are they living in a rural area? Are they living in a centre area? Are these people like, have they got nice cars in the driveway? Are they living in apartments? Are they living in big houses, small houses, old houses, new houses, country style, French style, brick houses? And then if you're selling products like that, like candles and homeware, it helps you understand what sort of products you can actually promote to these people more. You could even go as far as creating subgroups in your email list to say, hey, these certain people, I can see they all live in apartments. So because they live in apartments, let's send them emails about apartment living. Or let's have a look at people that live on really big estates. We can send them more products around and 
customize their emails to those sort of styles of products that you can sell. So I thought that was a really good one. Now, it's not going to be relevant for everyone, but even if it's not really all that relevant to you, if you think, but one thing you can tell is the wealth factor of people that way. So I don't want to be too, I'm not trying to discriminate or say anything uh, rude, but generally speaking, you can tell either by the house or the area where that person lives, is that person with a lot of wealth or lower amount of wealth? And it will help you understand, is there a chance to sell to these people more? Am I seeing something repetitive in these people? Am I always getting people from the higher, wealthier areas that are purchasing? Or do I see that more people in the lower economic status are buying from me. So I thought that was a really good one, especially when you're starting out and it's a little bit hard to really understand who your customer is. I thought that was a nice way to say, hey, I've already got these sales and that's really the proof is people who have already purchased from you. These people, if they're purchased, then they're serious. One thing I can say is that a big mistake people make is that they go and have a look at their friends and people that they've met and they say, would you buy my product? And their friends are saying, yes, yes, I'll definitely buy your product. I think you've got a great idea. You're doing really well. And then I've had this with a few clients that have tried to use this as their justification for what they're doing. And I say, well, where are those people buying from you? How many of your friends who tell you how great your idea is, how many have purchased? And they say, well, none of them. And I think, well, If they're saying that they love it, but they're not actually purchasing, why not? What's the disconnect between it? And at the end of the day, the only thing I believe is when money, money talks. It's not the people saying it because a lot of the time your friends are saying it to be nice. It's the fact that money talks. And if someone is purchasing from you, then that is the proof that your product is excellent. Now, maybe it's not the time for them to purchase it, or maybe I've got one of our clients, she sells, um, actually two different clients, selling products around pregnancy and breastfeeding. Now, that's that's sort of a harder product because if you're asking your friends, would you buy this product? And if you're not pregnant or breastfeeding at at that moment, then those particular products would not be relevant. So those people might be saying, yes, it's a great idea, and it's just not a product they can purchase at this time. So that's a little bit different. But if you're selling, um, I had a client of ours that was selling T-shirts in a very particular niche, and I was questioning how she came up with her designs. How did she decide on that? She'd show me some of her competitors. I was pointing out that look at your competitors' designs compared to yours and how the level of the quality of those designs I said, I don't see the same quality in yours. And how did you come up with your designs? And she said she did them herself and she's not a graphic designer. And I said, okay, well, what made you think that your designs as a non-graphic designer were going to be better than employing a graphic designer to help you? And I can tell you in print-on-demand t-shirts, this is the number one problem I'm seeing is that people think that they can just design their own t-shirts and it will be good enough to sell. And I can tell you that's most of the time not the case. Rarely, sometimes I see great designs coming from people that are not a graphic designer, but generally it doesn't work like that. And so this particular person, she said, yes, but all my friends love it. And I said, okay, well, is your friends, are they your audience? Yes, those are actually my customers. That's exactly who I'm selling to. So I said, okay, so how many of those people have bought from you? And she said, none of them. So it's a hard thing sometimes to hear But if those people are your exact customer and those people are saying that they love it, but they're not buying, what is the disconnect? Maybe your product's too expensive for them. Maybe they're just saying it to be nice to you. Maybe they're not actually your customer. 
or maybe your product is really just not hitting the mark. And like I said, they're just trying to be nice and they're just trying not to hurt your feelings. So something is going wrong there. And it's not the fact that it's just bad luck. There is some sort of disconnect in that case. So definitely doing research on your customer, understanding who your customer is, understanding if your product's actually viable to be selling and money talks. Anyone purchasing is the actual proof of your concept working. Anyone that's telling you that it's nice, that's nice to hear that feedback. But if they're not purchasing, that it's not happening. So I would do everything in my power to get the actual feedback with sales, not just words. That's really where it comes down to. The feedback is the sales, not the kind words of, yeah, keep going, you're doing well. Because I know, and if you've been in this long enough, you know that it eventually wears you down, it burns you out, and just doing it and hoping for the best and hoping something's going to change is not enough. And it can really break people and make people give up. And what I see is that there's a lot of great people out there that really should be succeeding. And if they had the actual situation correct, if all the moving parts were sitting together properly, they would make a very good success in their business. But it makes it hard when you get worn down with no sales, people telling you it's good and not actually buying, and people that are out there doing better than you, all of that burns you out eventually. So make sure you understand who your customer is properly. Make sure then once you know who your customer is, that you have the perfect product for them to sell to them. So like I said, go and download my free training about customer avatars. As I said, it's about 20 minutes of a video and then you go through and do it. I can tell you right now, it's a bit of a running joke now. I've had this training out for a while and I have a lot of feedback from people from it. And pretty much every single person says to me, Caroline, I started doing it and I hated you as I started it because it was so hard to start with. But once I got into it, I loved it. So I only get good feedback. I only get bad feedback for the first five minutes of the video and I only get good feedback once you actually get into it. So please don't give up. Watch it. And once you start doing it, I know it's going to feel quite hard and overwhelming, but it's actually quite easy. Get to the end of the video and at least please spend at least 15 minutes before you decide that you're going to give up in total. Because I can tell you once you get past that first 15 minutes of trying to do what I'm telling you, so once you're 30, 35 minutes into it, you will start to understand it and it's going to make sense and it's going to work for you. I recommend spending anywhere from two hours and I can tell you I've got one client who spent 12 hours doing this particular training, but two to four hours is a good amount of time and it will really change the way you see your business. And this is what everyone tells me, that once they go through and they sit down and they do these steps that I've just gone through, Everyone I've spoken to has said that their eyes are open. I had one particular client. They have got an offline business that they've had for 10 years. They've had over a thousand people as clients come through and they're taking the same concept online. And while they're taking it online, they said to me in our original, when I do private coaching, and in our private coaching, they said to me, we know who our customer is. We understand our customer. And talking to them, they really did. I could, under, I could hear them, that they understood their customer. So I said, go through and do my ideal customer training and see if you learned something else you didn't know. And they went, oh, yeah, but we, we know so much. And we understand the age. We understand what they need. We understand all of these things. And she was, okay, we'll do it, but I don't think we need it. And they went through it and did it. And she came back to me about a week later on the phone and she said, wow, she was, I didn't realize there was particular foods because it's a health product. And part of what they're doing is certain recipes. 
And they came back and they said, wow, we didn't know that this one particular item of food is actually an item of food that everyone in this sort of weight loss area, these, this particular type of people want to know more about. And they knew that healthy food was important. They understood that, you know, they understood most of the concepts. They understand all of it, but they didn't ever pick up that this one food was the actual food that was important. So what they did was allow them to create more training and more free content to get in front of people. Talking about this one particular food item, which they were blown away with, and I was really surprised with as well, knowing so many different health industries. And even for me, I was like, that's really interesting. And then they found a couple of particular products to sell. They had come to me saying, well, we want to sell this range of health products. And after doing the training, they actually went through and realized there were very particular products that they should start with. So rather than wasting their time trying to sell 50 products, they found three or four particular products that they said, yeah, we're going to really concentrate on these ones to start off with. Now, what does that do for them? It means that they're getting in front of their target audience with exactly the right offer which is like the free download, the free information, go from a Facebook ad to this free download. They're also able to concentrate on particular products, which means that the homepage of their website has very particular products rather than having just like a random of the 50 products as bestsellers or products to buy. They could concentrate on these four products on their homepage. They could also put them in ads. So then rather than running a group of ads and saying, okay, we're going to run all 50 different products and just keep on putting out ads and see which one sells best. By doing this customer avatar training, they have saved hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on Facebook ads without having to test a whole lot of different products. They now have the smaller range of products that they can start with. If you are trying to sell a range of products, it's very good for you to understand which types of products. If you're doing skincare and face creams, and we've got a few people like that, there's a full range. There's moisturizer, there's night cream, there's toners, there's all these different things that you can sell. But which one of those are the ones that people want to know more about? And by doing your customer avatar training, you can find out which are the products. I've got another client of ours selling dog treats. Now she has a range of, they have a range of like about 10 different dog treats with different ingredients, some with salmon, some with chicken, some with meat, some with uh, just vegetables. By doing your customer avatar training, you can find out which types of products the actual owners are wanting to know about first. They might end up buying the whole range, but which one are you better running ads off? Are you better running an ad on a chicken product or are you better running an ad on a beef product? or a vegetable product? What are the key words people are looking for? In the case of this client, they have got a very organic, no wheat, no dairy, things like that in their product. Is the word no wheat more important than the word no dairy when it comes to the dogs? Or is there another word that's more important? So then when you're running your ads, rather than trying to put all the words on the ad and saying, we don't have all of these ingredients, which are the words that are going to stand out the most that it saves you trying to overload ads to people or your emails rather than overloading all of this information where people are just getting thrown too much information. Try to keep everything as simple as possible and grab people on the most important words. So that's it for today. I hope that that has been helpful. I hope it's made you think about your customers more. 
And once you understand this, it's going to be much easier for you to actually get in front of those people the right way and where to find them and what to say to them and what they want to know and what, how you're helping them. So come into the Facebook group and let me know if you have any questions. Ask me to take a look at your customer avatar. And one more point that I didn't make was it doesn't mean that you only have one customer. You might end up having five different customers. So while you're doing this and you'll see it on the video training, You might have one person who is a 25-year-old woman. You might have another person who's a 40-year-old woman. You might have another person who's a 50-year-old man. So you can have all separate, but by having them separate, when you try to get in front of them, you have a particular message to that person. So you can run a Facebook ad to the 25-year-old and a separate Facebook ad to the 50-year-old because the 25-year-old and the 50-year-old want two different things from you. And that way you're not trying to mix your messages to everyone. So come into the Facebook group, ask me questions in there. I want to help you. I want to help you succeed. My role is in what I'm doing is really to help as many Shopify stores succeed as possible. I see too many closing down because they just did not get the right information from the start and they were trying their hardest to get on the right track, but they were given the wrong information. So my job is to give you all the right information and help you on your way to getting success. So come into the Facebook group and ask me questions. I've got my team in there. There's other people answering questions as well. And I want to help you. But go and download that free training and give it a go yourself. And until next week, keep smiling. Sign up for free for the Shopify approved marketing course at 1000salesandbeyond.com and get our show notes at justaskparker.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening to the Winning with Shopify podcast.